Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comms, episode 50, who the fuck knows? Once again, I am the 8-bit nobody coming off a week hiatus because my kid got sick and I got sick in return. Today on the show, we have Advanced GG's own Melly Belly Belly. How are you doing today? I am phenomenal. How are you? Phenomenal is a hell of a word. I'm doing pretty good. Caffeinated, hydrated, ready to talk about some gaming and some Tarkov. Uh-huh. So before we get into everything that is Tarkov in content creation, I have to know, mm-hmm. what is more gratifying? Killing those two extract campers down in the pits of reserve <laughs> or finding high-tier loot like a LEDX or a GPU? Like, what, what, is, what is the pinnacle for you? Probably the extract campers because I've been killed so many times swiped by them that it's very satisfying to win that fight. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Melly just posted a YouTube video of her and Lord. Was it Lord you were teamed up on with that one? Um, I'm trying to remember. No, I think it was with Hack. With Hack. Okay. I think it so, was with Hack. Yeah. So they were they were you know in in the bottom of reserve. All the lights were shot out, <laughs> and she flechetted to. <laughs> two extract campers, which I, I have never killed an extract camper. They always seem to find me before that. So, you know, at, just watching that, I was just like, yes, finally, <laughs> justice. I love that map. So that's like the one. I, I know that there's always going to be someone down there. It's my favorite map in the game. So I you, usually I can like figure it out. But when all the lights are shot out, it's like, guys, you're being really obvious that you're sitting down here. <laughs> I figured it was your favorite map because it seems like the majority of clips and content you put out is reserve focused. Seems yep. like there's a lot of reserve in your gameplay. So, what about reserve speaks to you? Is it that tight quarters, close quarters combat? Is it just the variety of loot? Like, what about reserve speaks to you? For me, it's always PvP. So when I want to improve on my PvP, because I'll, I'll say right now I am not the best Tarkov player in the world, but I feel like I do much better on that map than any other map because you're forced into combat. You're forced to fight each other. There is no running away or pushing around 10 different buildings to get out. If you're down in the office areas, you're there's very few ways you can get out. And if you're fighting somebody who knows the map as well as you know the map, they're going to do the same pushes you do. So it's going to kind of be like a... Not a peak battle, but you're constantly moving around each other. The loot's good, but I just prefer the, the, the PvP there is fun. When people go there, they come to fight. They don't come to just loot and leave. Right. And then you got the fun little addition of raiders sprinkled into there just for that extra loot and <sighs> PvP bonus. I love raiders. I think raiders are the most fun to fight in the game. If I could only fight raiders rather than players or scabs or bosses, I would only fight raiders. They're the most fun to me to fight. Now, is Gluhar your favorite yeah. boss fight in the game? Nah, I hate him. I can't stand Glue. <laughs> He's so irritating. <laughs> I die to him so much. He that is Ash constantly 12. beaming me. Yeah, the Ash is... Uh, the M1A gets me too. That one's scary because you die as you hear the shot 90% of the time. Right. But once his guards are dead, he's easy. It's just 
the guards push you as he's pushing you and you've got, you know, six beefy boys pushing you and it's terrifying. So with maps like Shoreline or Dorms mm-hmm. even on Customs, people complain a lot about the audio. Now, do you notice a lot of audio problems that people experience on those maps on a reserve? Like, do you notice that some places you don't hear anything and other places, like, why am I hearing the alarm super loud in this portion, you know, in the bunker? Like, yeah. is there any audio issues that you've experienced on reserve? Yeah, big one is bushes. So if you are down um, the ramp side of the offices, uh, closer to water, you can hear the bushes crystal clear up above you. I mean, like, it's almost as if you're walking through them yourself. You can hear the bushes really bad. You can hear uh, we will go off quite loud when you're in one portion of D2 extract. But the bushes are probably the worst. Everything else is pretty, like, you just have to know what buildings are above you. And then it makes sense where the audio is coming from. But you will hear people above you, like, crystal clear. Versus if you're above them, you won't hear them at all below you. Okay. So what would you say, from somebody who's played reserve, a lot what would you say is reserve's biggest strength and biggest weakness like if you could change anything about the map what would it be hmm i think later wipe a lot of people tend to just stay below because you can get the xp from raiders and that's then therefore all the players go down there so maybe just having another raider spawn or if you pull the switch down there and having raiders up above because a lot of people just stay below or they stay up top. I think if it was like a guarantee that you would have more PvP up top, it would be a much more like much more fun map for people. I think a lot of people get upset on that map because they get they get shot from like a corner that they didn't know there was a corner. And that just comes with playing it, but you also know it's it can suck <laughs> to get killed by somebody in a corner that you didn't expect to see there. Um and people tend to think, you know, they call everybody calls reserve rat serve. <laughs> so I think if there was more reason to run around the map and more higher loot spawns for people to go to rather than having it all like in one single spot. I think that's like the weakness is people can definitely rat it out down there. Strength I... though, I mean, there's always gonna be PvP. True. There's always somebody on that map. If it's not a if it's not a PMC, you're gonna have raiders. If it's not raiders, you're gonna have scavs. It's rare that I ever get out of that map and don't have at least four or five kills of some kind. Because I've I've been delaying my shooter born in heaven, and now that I'm there, I, oh. I'm trying to hit reserve. I'm going to the top, and I don't see a soul. It's just random yep. scabs. Everyone's just yep. down below playing reindeer games in the bunkers. Like damn it. pretty much. <laughs> I think a lot of the casual players are on their um their their bunker kills right now too. I think a lot of the people who play a lot slower in the game, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, are playing at that point now because there's just everyone's there everyone's down there i went down there one time last night and the amount of people and shooting i heard was ridiculous but shooter born on that map try going over by the um i don't know the name for it i'll be honest i'm terrible at remembering names for maps and i make up my own names with my like people i play with so (laughs) if it doesn't make sense ask but in the corner over by um the scav and pmc extract over there i got all three of my shooter borns in one right there last wipe Nice, nice. So when you approach Shooter Born in Heaven, do you go with the semi-automatic route? Do you go with the bolt action route and try to pair that with like a Tarkov shooter part seven or whatever? Like, what is the melee approach to Shooter Born? Semi. 
Um, I prefer being able to go between single shot and full auto when I need to, because on that map, you have people with snipers and you got people who also, you know, come in with Ash 12s and can wreck you. Oh, absolutely. So it's easier to be able to switch between the two rather than switching guns. It's just quicker for me because then at least I have a better chance rather than the, you know, the animation it takes to switch weapons between the two. No, totally. That makes sense. A hundred percent. Like you can go in with an ADAR, but you know. Mm-hmm. Your great semi-automatic weapon, great accuracy, all sorts of customization you can do to it. But when someone gets up close, it's nice to have that, oh, M4 capability of switching over to a full auto so yeah. you can spray somebody down or an MDR or a weapon of that variety. So, yeah, I totally understand exactly. what you're saying like that. So how many wipes if you would you say you've been a part of? Like, You can ballpark it if you're not 100% sure on the number, but how many wipes have you played? Um, I play... I- this is my third, technically. And where I've would only you... played Tarkov for about a year, yeah. Okay. So about, I think it's my third. And where would you say this particular wipe stands out for you? Would you say this is the best wipe you've played? Would you say this is in the middle, the worst? Where would you say this one stacks up currently? Um, honestly, until about a week ago, I hated this wipe. I think it was terrible for me. I don't know if it's just because I got all of the max traders and I had max strength and stam and everything last wipe. The transitioning from having, you know, the oh, the Chad of PMC stat-wise to little Timmy Tenders who can barely pick up one rifle and then they're overweight the entire raid. I had a really rough time transitioning between those two things. Which it really now feels that like a hard reset, doesn't it? It is. It's really rough. And because I the, the first wipe I took serious was last wipe. I only played for a few weeks my first wipe, and that was the wipe where um, raiders were spawning instead of scavs on right. all the maps for the events. So I got a very quick uh, intro into pain <laughs> for those for that, for that month of playing it. Um, yeah, last no, wipe it's, uh, was such wipe a was fun. It was such a great wipe to be a content creator too, because yeah. all the introduction things like VoIP, things yes. like everything <laughs> like that, the teases of Lightkeeper, the teases of Arena. So, as a content creator, how often would you say you utilize VoIP for content? I I struggled between being with, okay, so with VoIP, everybody loves to do like, you know, kind of like sometimes people like to be toxic on VoIP. That's like the number one thing people like to do. True. Um, last wipe, it was super toxic. I turned my VoIP off for a long time because 90% of the time I would VoIP and they'd be like, they would just kill me instantly. Yeah. I don't know if they thought it was because I'm a girl or if not, but there was a couple people who said some uh, explicitives to me over VoIP once they heard me VoIPing. So I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to deal with it. It wasn't giving me a good time. But this wipe, people are a blast. I have had so much fun with VoIP with people. Whether you come up behind someone who doesn't know they're there and you're like, you and then, you know, you kill them. Or it's just teaming up with random people and making friends. Like, perfect example was, I think it was like two days ago, I met this guy on Woods and he was thick and I was terrified because I was not thick and we ended up teaming up and he now comes in the stream and talks pretty regularly in the last couple days so it's fun VoIP is I try to use it a lot more now I'm a lot more comfortable as well with VoIP and I don't really care anymore (laughs) if people want to be toxic then that's their prerogative go for it and have fun I'm gonna keep doing me and providing content for my community absolutely no that's that's so cool that you're able to organically grow that potential is there from people you just meet and raid that, that yeah, you can branch out. It's insane. I never, and I've met viewers before in there too. And they're like, wait, I know your voice. And that was like the most wholesome experience I've ever had with VoIP. 
was being able to meet a viewer and run around with them and get them loot. So that actually was my next question is, have you been recognized for VoIP? So that's so cool. You've already had one, but like, has there been any others or has it just been that one so far? I don't think they recognize my voice. I play with Shayna a lot. Um, so her and I were on customs and we ran into uh, Miss Dunk, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, the woods and they, champion. They recognized each other's voices immediately and they were like, wait, hold on, I know her voice too. So that was a, they were, they would have annihilated us. We were running around, I think, with um, a Taz and they oh, had yes. full kits. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Went our separate ways. <laughs> So when you run the Taz, what kind of ammo do you like to take in there? Because, like, for those of you who don't know, the Taz is a bolt-action shotgun, and it's not very reliable, to say the no. least. So no. how do you run a Taz effectively? I just honestly, that's when I run a Taz, I have either had the worst day on Tarkov or I have just really feel like being toxic, which is not often, but sometimes you just got to get it out of your system. And when you go to customs and run into Timmy's with the Taz, it's, yeah, it helps. It boosts your ego a little bit. Really, I just usually, I love the MRS site. It's probably my favorite, like, red dot. I use it on everything. I, I know some people don't like it, but it's my favorite. I throw that on there. Um, and usually, like, a 7.5 mil buckshot or if, I want to be like you know annoying I'll throw star slugs on which are pointless but usually like one of the shots is what I'll use nice nice so when you get those kills on a Taz like how would you say that rates on the Tarkov like you know high factor is that above finding like a bitcoin or your GPU is that above killing yeah. a, a camper <laughs> it's just so fun bro it's so fun i don't know what it is and i ca I started doing it so much last swipe that i would have people be like can i come on a toss run with you <laughs> i was like yeah i mean sure it definitely makes you feel better and it's very fun like there's just it, it brings that enjoyment back into the game when the game's been you know wrecking you right oh absolutely you need to find ways to keep the game fresh and to keep mm -hmm. the game fun that's why they're introducing so many things like offline raids where you can bring yes. your whole community in there or, you know, voiping, you know, just the fun little things. So which brings me to my next thing. Have you had any offline raid events with your community, like the Taz warehouse, like gun down <laughs> or anything like that? I will be doing that one soon, actually. Um, the next community day, we're going to do um, a little Taz battle and see how that goes. But I've played a couple offline ones and they're just so much fun. It's just so much fun to go in there. Like, I think the last one I did, I did with um, with Lord and with Sam. And we ran into a factory raid with Slicks and Altons. And then what gun did we bring? I think we brought the little, uh, the new revolver, little Rhino revolver. Right. Little, with yeah. like the softest point shells that we could find and just ran around to see who could kill each other the fastest. It did not take long because <laughs> it was fun. But like that kind of stuff just gives you that extra like fun aspect into the game. I'm really happy they added that in. Plus, you can teach people, too. Absolutely. And show people around the map, especially when they're newer. It helps so much. I mean, Sherping used to be a lot harder before this. Now you can go in there. Yeah. You don't have to worry about getting picked off. You can use your compass. Because mm -hmm. if, like, what happens if you're Sherping a bunch of Timmies, then you die, and they're just, like, stuck out there on woods, and, and they don't know that. anything. <laughs> it's like, ugh. All these trees look the same. Yeah, especially woods. God bless. They just get blown up by freaking mines half the time. Definitely a map that it takes a little bit 
of time to appreciate. I used to hate Woods. Now I love Woods. So that brings me to my next question. What map in the current map pool is your least favorite? We've already established reserve is up there. So what's on the what's on the opposite end of the coin? What's on the I don't go there unless I have customs. to? <laughs> customs. What about customs? I hate it. I don't know. Is it Rashala? Is it the goons? Like why customs? I Customs is busy all the time. I think everybody can agree that Customs is constantly busy. There is never a time in the wife Customs will be slow. Ever. That Very being true. said, I tried to learn the map solo in my first wipe. First mistake. Shouldn't have done that. Made me hate the map because I would make it 30 seconds and get killed by someone I had no idea. So I really focused on learning the map. Still hate it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like I die to people in a bush or I get third partied the most on that map out of every map. I feel like as soon as someone hears a fight on customs, everybody pushes it. You can wipe a team, and then you get killed by another team. Absolutely. Like so I get frustrated very quick that I can't get out with loot. I think that's my biggest issue. I die all the time on that map. I understand that. That's the kind of map where it doesn't matter how fast you drop somebody, it never feels fast enough. And then you just feel like so rushed to like loot them and run. Mm -hmm. It's like the only map I would say is more chaotic than that is Factory. Because Factory is oh just a God, cluster. Yes. It's like everybody it's... fighting on one floor. <laughs> Factory is, yeah, Factory's crazy like that. <laughs> I'll agree. Yeah, those are, yep. Yeah, Cousins just, I see people who kill a team and they get all the time in the world to loot. And I'm like, how in the world did you do that? Because I go in and I'm getting shot by freaking every person on the map. So... When it comes to wipe, you said last map, I mean last wipe, you got full traders and all that other full like hideout and all that. Yeah, so yeah. for this one, what is your goal? Or do you not have a goal for this wipe? Um, I mean, I, obviously I'd love Kappa. It's something that would be really cool to get it. I don't even want the extra butt space. I would get it just to get it to say I had it. You know, right. I just want to get it to hit the achievement. I'll delete it. I don't care. I don't want the extra space. But that would be like the ultimate goal would be just to get that but at this point now if that was originally what i wanted this wipe right now it's kind of like all right i'm gonna keep doing my quests and i'm gonna hopefully get there but it's not like a, i have to do it this wipe because i'm still relatively new into the game i mean i've only been playing it a year and i've only really been doing this kind of um this kind of game really for a year so it's very new still to me Right. I still have a lot to learn, so I feel like I also don't have that knowledge or that experience to get the XP needed either. So, so we'll see what, what happens to that. It's a high bar. I don't know, really. Now it is. It's a it's lot a high of bar. time and a lot of items. So... The items it... weren't too bad. I usually find them pretty quick. It's, it's... it's just the amount of sitting there and grinding the XP and True. finding a way to grind the XP. I enjoy now that I've been having so so much fun on reserve i'm kind of like i'll just go there solo kill raiders and leave and that'll be my xp farming right and it's gatekept by such annoying tasks like you have shooter born in heaven and now this other one where it's just like oh you know, what is it called it's like outpost or something like that where you have to oh kill people gosh. in random spots so that brings me to my next question is if you could retool any task currently in game what would it be? Because hmm. there's a lot of tasks out there, and some of them are not so fun. I don't mind Shooterborn. I like Shooterborn. Shooterborn was a ton of fun last wipe to get. It just takes a lot of time. I'm trying to do that one more organically this wipe instead of focusing on it, because that made me hate the quest, was just going in to do Shooterborn. So trying to just equip yourself to do it. Probably Tarkov Shooter, the one that you have to go do the three kills 
in a uh, woods and one that one with a is excessive. That like I've never beat it. I've never done it. I haven't done it yet, and I'm not even close to getting it done yet. That's why I'm like, honestly, Kappa may just not happen. That might be the only quest that holds me back. <laughs> like, I can't. It just, if I could do it to where it could be a different gun, it would be more enjoyable. Like, any, if you just need to kill three PMCs with, like, you could make it a specific gun. You could say the Ash or something else, but just the bolt actions for me are so, I'm just not good at them. Except the Taws. Yeah, I love the Taws. Like, there's no, I'm... That is the only bolt action exception, right? There's the only toss. exception, and the SVD can't stand that gun. I hate it. Is that because the, the Punisher the, task line, or is yes. that just yeah? I'm on it now, and I hate it. Like <laughs> they started making memes of me in my community Discord, and they're just like, "Oh, Melly's on this task now. You know, she's gonna bitch and complain the whole time." And I'm like, "Absolutely, I am. One hundred percent can't stand that quest." So on the topic of Kappa. There's been a wide influx of streamer items brought into the game. So I have to know, what is your current favorite streamer item in the streamer item pool? And if you were given a streamer item, what would your streamer item be? Yeah, there's a ton of new ones that came in. They all look really cool. I yeah. really, I mean, I like the Dr. Disrespect red Packa. <laughs> it's because it's so bright. I love it. It's so much fun to run. Um too bad there's not a mullet that goes with it. If there was, that would be so fun. I would wear it every raid. There would hands down, I would do it. It's so much fun. I find a ton of the um of uh, Axel's parrots. I enjoy them. I found like ten of them in the matter of a couple white of uh raids on woods. I like those a lot. Those are probably my two favorite. This nice. white. Yeah. I, those are those are so fun. Like uh, such a random item. Remember the first time I found that in the egg? I was like, "What the fuck are these?" The egg was weird. I was like, "What is this?" I mean, I'll take it. It's like forty five k for one slot. That's awesome. But geez, <laughs> um, my item it probably end up being a banana. Honestly, now would this look. be an edible item or a non edible item? Um, I I don't think I want people to eat my banana. So I think yeah, we're gonna <laughs> avoid the edible part. <laughs> If it could just be something they could pick up, that'd be cool. It's like a plastic banana. <laughs> like a, yeah, that plastic banana or like a gold banana so somebody could make money off of it, that would be cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> now, is that like an inside community joke mm. or? <laughs> okay, so I've been streaming for two years as of like in a couple of weeks. So since I started streaming, I was like, I just want to make, you know, make people happy. Right. And it was coming around October time for Halloween. I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just wore something funny every day on stream. <laughs> Turns out people loved it. But um, I asked, I was only streaming, obviously, like to like three or four people at that point. <laughs> I had to go like, a couple hundred followers and they were like, we should wear a banana suit. Actually, I got the real idea from um, another streamer. Her name is Crusader. And she wore, um, I don't think it was a banana, but it was like a Christmas tree or something on stream. And I thought it was the funniest shit. I was dying that whole stream I watched. So I was like, I'm going to wear a banana on stream and see what happens. Uh, it's now a channel point redemption. I've been doing it regularly for two years. I wear it at least once a week. <laughs> it's just become like the thing. I've got like a neon banana in my background. It's like, it's kind of become like my community thing. And they love making me wear it. So that $20 purchase from Spirit Halloween has become the heart and soul of the channel. <laughs> Literally, heart and soul of the channel. They love that thing. That and um, I, I like to dress up during Halloween time. Every stream, I do something different. 
awesome. So I have a ton of these like onesies and all of these weird things. The recent ones, the tactical shark. So you know the left shark from the Super Bowl yes. when Katy Perry was in it? Absolutely. Okay, so I get that, right? And now I've got an armored rig that I own personally. So I one day somebody redeemed wearing uh, the, the shark and they also redeemed wearing the, the rig. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to do it separate. Let's just see what happens when I wear both. That is their favorite thing in the world. What I tell you, they will redeem as many times as they can. They do. Tactical shark is their favorite thing right now. Is it uncomfortable being a tactical shark? Like, I would imagine it might be a little hard getting that armored rig over, like, the big head of the shark, that pointy head. It's, yeah, it's, it's irritating to get it on. Once it's on, as long as, because I've got, like, a little fan next to me and I leave the back open, it's fine. It's not too bad. I, I keep the AC pretty cold in here so I don't, you know, die from the lights. Right, but it's uh, it's not too bad. I just ordered a pair of in ears, so that'll make it better. It's the biggest irritation is the headphones. Honestly, is wearing the headphones because the 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 shark head will rub up against the outside of my earphones, and I'll think I'm hearing somebody in a bush, but it's really just me moving around. Oh. <laughs> that it gets confusing. So I try not to um, I, I only let them redeem it once a stream. Right, that makes sense. That seems like a big like to do. So like you know. <laughs> Hide in a bush, put all that stuff on, put on your headphones, have audio hallucinations the remainder of the raid. Yep, like, seems like much. it could it's, be a lot. It's the way that chat gets to torture me, so they live for it. Anything they can do to bully me, they will do it. It's out of love, I know, but they just, they live for it. <laughs> they love to do what they love to do, and that's that's what makes yes. streaming the game. It adds a whole nother yes. layer to the enjoyment that is Tarkov. Yep, so it is. <laughs> getting into all of the bosses in Tarkov, we've already established that you're not yeah. a big fan of Gluhar and fighting Gluhar. No. Now, what boss currently in the game, those can be you know, a regular scab boss or a rogue boss, which one do you like to fight the most? And then which one do you like fighting the least? Um, I do... I don't mind fighting Rishala, but I feel like Rishala is just whatever. He's just kind of there. He's a little bit of a bot, honestly. They all usually like they're they're relatively easy to kill. Um, favorite to fight's probably Sanitar. Okay. Honestly, I like fighting Sanitar. I, I usually I can hear him because you know he screams like a banshee halfway across the map, and you can hear him. <laughs> True. And his He's big bald head, the sun fighting. reflects off yeah. of it. Yeah, and then bright blue jacket. So it's pretty easy to figure out where he is. And he really only has a couple spawns. And he doesn't roam like a lot of the other bosses kind of roam in their little areas. Well, you know, he's just um, taking intravenous drugs the whole time. He doesn't want to yeah. go too far. Yeah, he's freaking popping stems. Like, it's insane. And then you see him running and you put three mags into him and he doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> but... I like fighting him because he his guards are also like they I usually get good loot off of him and his guards. So oh, yeah. I like running I like fighting him. He's a fun one to fight. Um I love Sturman, but I hate fighting him because he runs around like he's running a marathon. The whole time you're fighting him, he doesn't hold still. Like it took me twenty minutes just to get him to hold still long enough to kill him a couple days ago. <laughs> I don't like fighting him, but least favorite is definitely Gluhar. Great drip. I just I, horrible fights. <laughs> horrible fights with Sturman. Horrible fights. And his guards see you like they're all long distance. So if you're not good at sniping, which I'm not uh, very great at, you will usually get pretty quick killed quickly by Sturman. Oh Sturman. 
So he's got pretty eyes, though. So, you know, <laughs> he's got that going for him. That, that <laughs> might lead into my next question. If you could hang out with any of the bosses, whether it's Scav or Rogue, <laughs> who would it be? And if you could kick the shit out of any boss, who would it be? <laughs> I would sucker punch glue hard in the face in a heartbeat. Fuck that guy. Um, um, <laughs> uh, hang out with probably like, probably Sherman, just because I feel like you wouldn't have to worry about anything because between him and his guards, you're safe. You're just going to chill. And it would be fun to kind of troll on people because you never know where you're getting shot at. Absolutely. He would just be messing with you in a tree somewhere and you'd have absolutely no clue and just die. It'd be so much fun to hang out. (laughs) Next question. If you could hang out with any of the traders currently in game, who would it be? And then if you could kick the shit out of any of the traders currently in game, who would it be? I hate Jaeger. I'd probably slap him real quick. Um, I mean, I would hang out with Fence. He does seem like a a person of the people. He seems like a pretty normal dude. Yeah, I uh, I think Fence would be cool to just see how his back-end operations happen, you know, with his little black market and everything. I think it'd be cool to just watch and see. I like to learn a lot. of. I, I'm, I'm a person who likes to learn. I really do. So watching him would be cool. I think that would be neat. All the other traders, just whatever. They're there, you know? <laughs> I understand the, the want to beat the crap out of Jaeger. I mean, he kind of treats us like Uber Eats the whole time. He's just getting high in the woods. Like, yeah, I can much. use a lunchbox. <laughs> That's <a> good... <laughs> Yeah, give me my MREs, give me my rations. Now go find some, like, it's just, ugh. Now, <sighs> would you like Jaeger more if they introduced some more, like, fun tasks? Like, if he put you on woods yeah. and he's like, hey, eat this mushroom, and then I want you to kill Bigfoot and bring him back to me or something Bro, I do like it in a heartbeat. That. That, would be, <laughs> that would be so much fun, honestly. I think if they had more variety on every um, every single one of the traders, it would be more fun. Because, you know, with Prapper... It's you get the same ones. I think he's he's Punisher series, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, Prapper um, is Punisher. And then Tarkov Shooter as well. Like those two, if they were a variety with the traders, and I didn't just get so ass locked with those two quests particularly, it would be more enjoyable. Like adding just more of a variety into it. And I get it. They all kind of have like obviously you know therapist is medical stuff, and you have mechanic, and everybody's got kind of their like their thing. Right. But having a little more variety or having the option of different guns, like um, for Tarkov Shooter, you know, with um, going to woods and killing the three people with a bolt action at that certain distance. Well, what if it was different bolt actions or bolt action or, um, a, you know, a pause, like just giving you options rather than just limiting it to one. Right. Now this- that makes sense completely. This is coming from somebody who's also <laughs> or that br- that Ooh, new breach gun. The They're like whatever. That mm-hmm. seven point six two fifty four. That gun that you can breach and it's like one shot at a time. That's currently labeled as a shotgun, which I don't understand how really? that's a shotgun. So it'd be really cool if that could like somehow creep its way into the bolt action realm. Because huh. like yeah, it's not technically a bolt action, but you have to breach every single time. Like, the loading yeah, mechanic is somewhat similar. So it'd be cool if they added that, because that, that would bring more fun. And it's using the same round as a Mosin, so, you know, why not? True. Yeah, I've used it a couple times. It's an interesting one, that's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, like, shooting pencil at people half the time. I hear a Sky reward, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> so, with the game currently in its in its state, 
I know task okay. fatigue is a thing for people who've played multiple wipes. Now, would you be a fan of Bear and Yusek individual quest logs? Like, you have different tasks depending on what you choose. If you choose Bear, you're going to have a different quest line through every single trader. As is, if you go yeah. Yusek, you're going to have a different quest line for every single trader. Would that be something you'd be a fan of to mix it up a little bit? Um, I don't... <sighs> I could see it being a lot of fun having different quests. I think the biggest issue in making sure they're equal and difficulty for both of the factions. Definitely. Because if, you know, you've got, you know, everybody's like, oh, you suck, you suck, <laughs> you, that kind of thing. So, like, if you've got one of the factions who have a quest, let's say you have to go around and kill five PMCs with a 12-gauge shotgun at less than 40 meters, right? But then at the same point in your quest line for a bear, you have go shoot, I don't know, go to factory and nade five PMCs. Like, are they the same in difficulty? Is it the same in, um, like, skill you're going to need for the quest? So that's where I think people could probably not like it, but I think right. it would be cool as an idea, 100%, as long as they could equal it out. Like, they do it on Lighthouse, for example. Like, if you're a bear, you have to kill a sex. If you're a sex, you have to kill bears. Very equal um, as far as, like, your requirements for the tasks, and it's on the same map. So if exactly. they did that more, I think it'd be a lot of fun because it would add a little bit more competition into like going in and being like, oh, I hear a bear voice line. I'm a USEC. I have to go push him versus, right. oh, whatever. I don't have to kill him. It doesn't so, matter. I just need PMCs. So in that line of questioning, when it comes to new tasking, would you be a fan of seeing like streamer items be utilized more into tasks? For example, for the nice guy press yeah. badge, would you like to see a task where you have to wear like the press armor and the nice guy press badge, then you have to VoIP with a certain amount of PMCs and or scabs <laughs> in a raid? That would be a ton of fun. I think if they could incorporate that, it would bring a lot of enjoyment for people who do especially content creation with this game. That would be so much fun. I think it would give you a little bit more to like run with, you know, you would have right. a lot more opportunity to use VoIP and be friends with people in the game versus just hearing VoIP and shooting. <laughs> that would give it a cool, that, I never thought about that. That's a really cool idea. It would definitely branch it out. Like if they added a third, like, you know, playable sect, like, you know, you have you sect, you have bear, but what if they added a sect called the press and you could be like a CNN reporter, you could be a, like a Fox so reporter. Cool. And, the, and that's the cool thing about that is they're not set in a certain area. Like, you know, the bears are all Russians, so they're pretty much going to be predominantly white Caucasian males. USEC has a little bit more freedom because those are just, you know, Western contractors. They can be anything under the sun. But same thing with news anchors. They could be literally anybody. So that way you could get, like, you know, diversity into the game. That would be cool. I like that idea. You could, honestly, you could do that for a bit. And uh, you're in, um, I just forgot the entire thing. We just talked about the word, uh, the offline PvP. Jeez, right. the co-ops. But that would be really fun. You could easily do that for like a, a, a video. You could have you in the front right there talking like that and have people fighting in the back and narrating the fight and being like, you know, you see behind me now, Timmy just got headshot by that chat up on that rock. Yeah, there's so much you could add to the game, which like, that's the thing I love about Tarkov is it's like, it's beta, but and it's such a blank canvas. Like, for example, the TV inside the hideout, it just plays the video that they made for Tarkov. But what would happen mm -hmm. is if, Somebody put a GoPro on their gun, and you could record your raids through that GoPro. You put it as an attachment, and then you could watch your raids back on that TV, like your highlights. Cool. Like, how cool would that be to get, like, highlights and then clip those and put those on your TV? So when you're, like, in your hideout waiting for something to craft, you can just watch your clips 
or you could watch somebody's that stuff. That would be cool. Or you could watch live arenas. Imagine that. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be cool. I've always thought that they could add more to the the hideout. And I know obviously it's beta and they plan on adding more. And I know they, they mentioned adding the gym to the hideout um, too, but it's just, that would be so cool. Just to add that extra dynamic into the game to give you that um, reminiscent part of the game that you don't get as much right now. So while we're on the topic of the hideout, I know hideout is very linear. Like you have to build certain things in a certain order. Mm -hmm. Now, would you be a fan of having an option? So like, hey, I could build an ammo station or I can build an armor station. Like you have an option, like you have a limited amount of space, but it gives you like an option and one thing where you can build one thing or the other. And, you know, that way it would create some uniqueness to the hideout. Would you be a fan of seeing something like that, or do you think it'd be kind of broken? Because then people would be crafting like level six armors or like BSMO. I, I think there should be a limit if that was an option. It would be a cool option, but I do. I think people would abuse that really quickly, especially the people who can play twelve to fifteen hours a day versus the people who can play for four hours a day. Totally, I, I understand because that. if they're sitting there and they're just constantly getting the stuff that you need to craft, they're gonna always be running around. Which is why I think a lot of the flea changes was good because you're not running into people, you know, in the first three raids, the the wife with BP ammo. <laughs> like you have to actually get to a certain point to be able to have that. But with that being said, I think it should be even more difficult to do those things because it's very and they should not be in the flea whatsoever. Like, if you're going to craft it, it should be kind of items that are harder to get. Or you can only craft the items to craft the ammo or craft the um, armor. See, when it comes to ammo crafts, it'd be cool if the amount that you crafted was random. Because your person's yeah. literally just smashing stuff together. So imagine, like, doing that craft and being like, oh, I got 400 bullets or I got five, you know? It's like, I got five bullets <laughs> off of that 12-hour oh, craft. imagine the rage people would get with that, though? It would be hilarious. Oh, people it's hard. get so butthurt. Tarkov Twitter would be so pissed. Blow up. Oh, my goodness. They already... Ugh, Tarkov Twitter is another whole story. It's its own beast. Like, one day, <laughs> everyone's is, so, man. like, kumbaya, it's wipe day, yeah. and then a week later, yeah. they're at each other's throats, and it's just yeah. like, what happened? It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you cheated. Or, or you did this quest this way it's like yeah you did the same thing you just did it with different people like I don't understand right. <laughs> like, well, technically it doesn't count because you had your viewers like who cares yeah. who cares Whatever, do your thing <laughs> well, it's, uh, do your thing <laughs> people people are fun so when it comes to arena oh, yeah. are you looking forward to the introduction of the arena gameplay I was and then from what I heard Nikita talking about it, it doesn't even seem like something that I would enjoy anymore. I don't think, and, and I'm, I'm not like an expert on this. I've only listened to it a little bit um, and tried to understand it the best I can. And correct me if I'm wrong, 100%. But if I can bring my PMC items or my PMC that I'm you know doing quest lines on or when we get to the alpha and have the storyline to actually escape from Tarkov, if I have max stats and I go in with somebody who doesn't max stats, who do you think is going to win? Like, it's always going to be exactly. the person with max stats. And if I can loot my kills in there and take that gear out and into my my storyline or to my quest line, that's not fair. And vice versa. Like, it should be very limited. You shouldn't be able to have your PMC who's, you know, max stats go in uh, you know, kitted out mutant, a slick. You got the X fill with the the face shield on, and you're ready to go. And versus, you know, Timmy, who's got a shotgun, and hoping for the best. Like, if everything was preset 
you couldn't transfer your items from arena to the game it would be enjoyable but it's looking like that's what's going to be actually happening which i don't really have any interest in see i would be a fan is if they did it like counter-strike be like hey you have x amount of money everyone has the same amount of money for this round and you can choose what you can buy you can buy bad armor and get a good gun good armor or a bad gun and all the ammo is the same just have all the ammo around the thing be like hey this is like this like you're getting a shotgun it's gonna be this buckshot if you're gonna get this it's gonna be prs ammo or you know something that's like not great so that way everyone's on the same playing field because you're right if you're going out there with max endurance max strength all that other fun stuff you're you're gonna run circles around somebody who's like you know just in arena their first time they're gonna take two steps and they're gonna be huffing and puffing like they need an inhaler yeah no, and I like I really like that idea, like having it how it is on Counter Strike, or like having you know presets like it does, and I don't play it anymore, but in like Warzone when you would do um, the the, the, the loadouts, device, like yeah, your loadouts. Thank you. <laughs> My brain's not working today, obviously, but it just like having like a okay, these are the set four loadouts that you can pick from for this match. Everybody has the same four loadouts. You can't loot them. It's literally just killing people at that point which is what I figured arena would kind of be. Right. And, and then when it comes to really looting, I don't know. when it comes to looting arena kills it, like, I don't think you should be able to take someone else's stuff. I think it should just be like, Oh, you get an arena specialized dog tag. That's like, you know, a dog that tag cool. that's like yellow or something and be like, Oh, this is an arena tag or something like that. Yeah. And like, you know, turn in X amount of arena tags for this daily quest or something like that. Yeah. Or only being able to loot those things and only having it in an arena. Right. So, and then being able to already have instead of purchasing a kit, it would be like I already have the stuff that fits that kit, so I don't have to spend as much money to purchase the kit. Would a player versus AI arena interest you then? Like something like, hey, you and yeah. four of your friends can go up against four rogue bosses, or you and four of your friends can go up against like you know Sturman and his guards, or you know, you just like have it treat it like a Mortal Kombat like ladder when you play the solo yeah. thing. Be like, oh you against killer 1v1 at the finals or something like that <laughs> just like that'd be a fun way to like you know practice your pvp without having to worry about like you know losing stuff like that could be like your like kind of like an offline raid it could be like an in-game practice thing like oh i've never seen this guy i want to see like how i could how this kit would do up against him it'd be cool to have yeah. things like that like a pvp or a pve aspect yeah, I think that would be fun. I mean, now with co-op, you can kind of do that because you can enable the bosses and you can do scab army and stuff like that. So at least you can sure. kind of get that idea now. But if maybe you got, like, um, if you killed him so many times in Arena, your reload speed got faster. So then when you go up against other players, your reload speed's quicker. Like, I just, I think if they stayed two separate entities, it would be fun. So with the Arena aspect... Would you be a fan of being a spectator, like, in the crowd and being able to gamble with other spectators on the outcome? Be like, 40 rubles says blue team wins or something (laughs) like that. That'd be so fun. It would be such a good way for people to interact, too, because if it's open VoIP, then obviously it's going to be a lot safer for everybody because somebody says something stupid, you're going to report VoIP real quick and they're gone. Oh, 100%. So it would give you that kind of, like, safety aspect for people who are streaming and have to worry about that kind of, you know, TOS things. So that would be great for content for everybody, and that would definitely get the word of, like, arenas out a lot more. I think it'd be fun. I mean, I, hell yeah, I want to go bet against my friends and see who's going to win, because then it would be hilarious, because the banter you would get from that for the next, like, week, ha <laughs> Millie, you remember you betted on the wrong person? Like, it would be great. 
or just just it the gambles. Would, that'd be such a blast, yeah. Be like, this guy's got a tiger up against five red laps cards or something crazy. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god, that would be fun. It would add like you know a bit more of that like the the dark market side to fence too, where you could have an option under fence where you could go in and be like, hey, okay, I'm gonna put this up for a gamble on this match, and then watch what happens. And like, just it would it would be fun. That's a really fun idea. So speaking about I'd be all the, for that. the dark side of fence. <laughs> Would you be a fan of a game mechanic where, let's say somebody kills you with, like, exit camping, or somebody, like, you, you find somebody's a cheater, would you be a fan of putting a bounty on a player through fence, and when that person's in a raid randomly, and one of the raids they aren't, raiders will spawn and, like, try to find them and kill them? Oh my god, that would be terrifying. Oh my god. Well, but it would have to be somebody you could only, you, that killed you recently. Like, yes. you would have to have it, like, you know, in the log in the game log that this person killed me and then you put it but it would have to be like a high amount of money that would be so terrifying it'd it have to be, be like so much fun. over a million to like send a bounty out but Easy. you're right yeah. you couldn't do it just to do it because then everybody would be like streamers like yourself oh, or <laughs> or like an aqua fps would just be like why are all these Fourth raiders day. trying to kill me yeah they'd be running around you freaking imagine for landmark he would get destroyed by raiders. Yeah. they'd be getting chased every single raid dr lupo all the big names oh, would just be like i'm yeah. done they would, be, they would hate it they wouldn't play the game but just imagine that you get extract cams like oh i got something for you <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah, if you died like in the last five minutes of the raid of extract and then that was it, oh, especially extract campers, yeah, yeah, right, feel good. <laughs> oh man, so th there's so many aspects to this game that I would love to like see change. For example, okay, yeah. being someone who loves reserve, you have the benefit mm -hmm. of a red rebel extract, which is a melee based extract now, yep. Would you be a fan of seeing more melee weapons be utilized as an extract tool? For example, on Factory, have it be like there's a door you can open with a crowbar to get out of there. Or for Interchange, be like, hey, there's this fence line that goes throughout the whole map. If you have a shovel, you can just dig under it, and it's a backpackless extract, so that way you won't get killed by an extract camper who's sitting Emercom or Railway. That way you can just pretty much extract anywhere along that fence line. Like, it'd be cool because it'd make the melee weapons more usable, and then it would also kind of detract from extract camping because, I mean, if some people can extract everywhere, what's the point of sitting one spot? Yeah, no, 100%. I've talked about this before, too, in my streams. Like, I would love more Red Rebel extract or melee extracts, anything like that, just to add an extra option, especially interchange. Good God, they need another exfil on that map. Like, it would just be so... It, one, it would incorporate into the game which they put a lot of time and energy into this game and the way the game looks and all of the items in the game so like getting to actually use all of them would be phenomenal right. it'd be really cool to do something like that especially factory i love that idea that is a really cool idea <laughs> but it would give you a different it, it would just open up more options for you to use more of the things that you just sell like oh. you would utilize more of the items in the game because the game's got so many items, but it feels like things oh just boils God. down to, like, you know, the metagear, like the taiga, the sword, yeah. the red rebel. Like, that's pretty much all people run once they can get one of those things. But there's 100%. just so many things. They'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, this has use. It's a crowbar. Like, why can't I just break into, like, the store is locked with a key. He's like, yeah, but I have a crowbar. Or, exactly. you know, imagine getting, like, Tagilla's hammer and being like, you can oh, bust down... It one door that's locked but once you do that oh. the hammer breaks yeah 
That like, would be cool. I want his hammer be, so bad. It would be pretty <laughs> sick, but it would be heavy as hell. Yeah, I think it would have to have a crazy heavy weight mechanic for it to be like something that people could get. Because like, if you get that, you should be like overweight, overweight immediately. But that would lead to some fun reigns. Imagine going on customs and immediately having to hit a mule, running to Bark Room and just hitting it with a sledgehammer <laughs> just to get out of there. It would be so fun. That hammer is like, ah, that's, yeah, that would be really cool. I'd be so down for that. I hope they would add more of those kind of dynamics to the game. So in the game currently, for when it comes to stationary weapons, we have the grenade launchers that you see on reserve and customs. We, We have the heavy machine guns. Now, would you be a fan of seeing mortars? set up on maps like woods reserve and that so that way somebody who's going in naked has a you know like oh there's dickhead rock or there's a sniper rock i'm gonna put a mortar shell over there but you have to supply your own shells like have shells be like those tank shells you find yeah that would be interesting um i think it would be cool especially on the maps that are bigger that don't have as much of um pvp the whole time where you're kind of going in between and like you're like oh, okay i'm getting shot from here i could shoot it over there i think they'd have to like you know do the same kind of thing with the timers that they do with the um the airdrops right now where you can only do so many in a raid right that would be beneficial to it but i think it would be fun i mean i would probably rage quit honestly if i died to a mortar and i'm about to extract or i'm like you know hanging out up on sniper rocket and shooting point i'd probably rage but it would be really cool. And it would add extra spice to it. See, that's the thing. I'm always looking for things that would add a little extra incentive, whether, no, no matter who you are as a player, whether you're a very seasoned player, a newer player, you know, something just to mix it up a little bit. Because, like, I think when that we would, get, yeah. Because fatigue's a real thing. Like, we're at, what, like, week five of the wipe currently, and I, I see a bunch of people who grind super hard, and they're just like, I need to take a break. I'm, I'm done with yeah. this game for a little bit. It's like, yeah. it's so hard. And he's just like, yeah, it's just the same thing over and over again. Same task, every what, blah, blah, blah. So things like that could mix it up a little bit. It would mix it up, yeah. I mean, like white phosphorus, for example. I oh. want white phosphorus. I know they said they're going to do it, but I want it now. Melly wants like, the war crimes. I, I want the <laughs> war crimes on Tarkov. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh. But the white phosphorus would be so cool because you never know when that somebody could do it. And you have to have a gas mask to live. Absolutely. So if you're going to, yeah, obviously I know white phosphorus would hurt everywhere else too, but in the game, okay, white phosphorus gets dropped and in that portion of the map, it sits there for like, what, five minutes? So if you're not in that portion of the map, you're okay. But if you are, like the same thing with the mortar. Like if I know somebody's going to be in that portion of the map, I'm going to call it there. Oh God. Can you imagine day one? Like, I just want mechanics. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Get some white, especially on woods. That would be a nightmare because if you don't know how to maneuver that map, you're dead, hands down. But then you'd always have to bring yourself a gas mask. And that's a two by two slot you'd always have to bring or wear. So it would be something interesting to, again, use another thing that's already in the game. So it would be cool. I hope they actually use the gas masks for something at some point. So in the game currently, the goon squad randomly appears on a variety of maps. Have you even countered the goons? multiple times yeah how would you say your goon interactions have been i die before i see them they are lasers those guys they are insane so most of the times i run into them is woods in the bunker area that's probably what i'll end up doing today is trying to just figure out how to not get annihilated by them there (laughs) go do some offlines and try to figure out how to fight them better but they are 
the first time I ran into them, I think it was the fifth or sixth raid of the wipe. It was day one for me. And I'm running through Stronghold, trying my best to get to 13x because somebody, I hoped someone had unlocked it because it was green. Right. Uh, they didn't. Sad day. Uh, I got down there. I got halfway across uh, the whole, con the, um, the Stronghold area in between Crack House and Stronghold. And I heard somebody go, um, he called me out and he yelled at me. And I was like, that's weird. I shouldn't hear that. And then immediately I saw to my right somebody running that looked thick as hell it's like uh oh i'm gonna die i got down to where the extract was realized it wasn't unlocked turned around all three of them were in my face oh god like, I, no it was <laughs> it was horrible it was it made me this is a horror game like anyone who thinks phasmophobia is scarier is full of shit hell no that's a fun game that's child's play compared to this damn game <laughs> Oh, so but they're um they're rough. They're rough. That's I was on a scab yesterday and I got laser beamed from a bush and it ended up being big pipe just chilling. Yeah, it's big pipe always seems to find me in my scab every every time, every damn time. Big pipe, big pipe, big pipe. So I haven't killed him yet, but I want to so bad. <laughs> I can't wait to kill them. I honestly don't even want to run into them until I have the quest because I feel like I don't I don't want to fight them and win and then get the, all the gear out and then never see them again. So, question. Would you be a fan of a high-risk, high-reward item in the game that you find that immediately sends... Because you know how they all wear radio gear, like the rogue bosses. Yeah, Would you be yeah. a fan of like finding a radio transmitter... That's like a really high tier item for a quest or for selling on the market. That once you pick it up, it tells them your location and they immediately spawn on the map Shit. and they try to get you before you can extract. And then since it's like a radio transmitter, you can hear them and they're talking to you. Like, I'm gonna find you. <laughs> like, you know, like you know, like imagine that. That'd be scary. <laughs> I would that's terrifying. That's a horror game right there, man. Do you want to play more horror games? Is that what I'm hearing from you? I think um, it, it would add a big like <laughs> can you imagine just being a Timmy and finding that and being like, Oh, it's this and then just have that entire set of circumstances happen. Poor Timmy. They would never play the game again. They don't install. <laughs> That would be cool. I think it could that could be uh, frustrating if you find it and you don't know, like what you just said, but it definitely give a very... I think having a high-risk, high-reward item like that would be very cool. I've talked about it with, um, like, the zones, like if they had a high-risk zone. So you could get there, but you have a 90% chance when you get there, you're just going to die, and you're going to lose everything on you, whether it's insured or not. Right. You will die, and then it, like, affects your um, your skill set. Ooh, so that... if you go in there and die, it will knock a point off every single one of your skills. So the skill point thing, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I was going to ask, there's a lot of items in game that could be utilized. Like imagine the cigarettes. If your person smokes them yeah. in game, imagine that makes your aim steadier and it makes it so you can like, you know, look down the sights longer for like the scope weapon. But the more you use okay, it, cool. it affects your endurance. It okay. negatively impacts I, yeah. that. And then your person gets like a smoke addicted to smoking trait. Or the same thing with like stems. If you keep popping morphine, <laughs> yeah. your guy gets addicted to morphine. And it starts affecting well, yeah, his like strength. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think they are. They did mention adding addiction. I think it's actually on there. Um, addiction as a skill. Like if you use too much, like your guy is going to have a negative. I don't know what the negative aspect is of it. I only heard it in passing of someone saying it. But I think that's a really fun like 
way to one utilize more things in game like we've been talking about and right. two get a little bit more of that risk aspect like okay i know i'm gonna do this and it might help me win this fight but i'm gonna regret it for the next like 10 raids while i get that back up or like, get rid of that stat. imagine if metabolism until it gets leveled high oh, enough God. when your person drinks like milk out of a trunk they get like sick and they're like oh and they make noises like they got shot in the stomach for like you know a few minutes <laughs> It would be fun, like, having those randomizers would be really entertaining, because then it would also freak people out, because they'd be like, I don't know what's happening, what's going on, how do I fix it, how do I make it stop? It's like, my PMC won't stop farting. Yeah, like, why is it happening? It's like, well, I mean, did you just put freaking Vaseline on your nose and suddenly you're not in pain? Like, I don't understand. I don't yeah, those know why. Hot rods are unreal. <laughs> I, I don't get how my guy can pop morphine and be cool, but he puts a little bit of red star on himself and he starts like, oh, yeah. like tripping uh, balls. I know. He's like... <laughs> so I actually, my my husband and I did that for Christmas. We did like kind of goofy gifts this year. So we both got each other stuff. I am uh, horrendously bad at breaking my legs in the game. It's kind of like my thing. I break them constantly. I usually go through an aloe splint every raid. It's bad. <laughs> I break stuff. <laughs> so he got me aloe splints for Christmas, right? That's awesome. So I got him the golden stars. When I tell you, you know when they make the grunting noise to open that oh, thing? Oh, they're a pain it's in the ass accurate. to open. Bro, how the hell am I supposed to open that with my hands? I had to get two things of pliers to open it. Like, I don't like, have nails. Like, who? how do people do this? Yeah, like, what am I supposed to do here? How is this even work? It doesn't make sense at all. But I'm like, all right, that's accurate as hell now that I know that. But it's, it, yeah, it wait, is wait. wrong. It could be better as if the PMC was like, God damn it. Or he like would swear yeah. a little bit as he's opening <laughs> oh man i think it's fun when people are struggling in the game and they use voip in that aspect too and they're just like bro i know i hear you just l give me a second i can't get this thing to work like i can't get this damn misfire to clear <laughs> it's like please just give me a moment <laughs> one second and then we can fight and you're probably still gonna kill me but at least then i tried <laughs> but that's the thing about voip is it makes you like truly respect how people were able to do things before voip it's like how the hell was that friendly guy able to like be friends with people yeah. before voip i don't get it I, dude, I have no clue. I've definitely been able to have more positive interactions now with VoIP, but yeah, I don't know how he did it. He has the patience of God. I don't know what it is, dude. <laughs> I, I can tell you it's insane. So with cheaters being the big hot button topic for this wipe <sighs> and uh, most of last wipe as well, have you encountered a lot of sus deaths? I know Tarkov is a little bit more difficult to definitively say if somebody's a cheater or not unless you see them doing like, you know, crazy shit. Now, how yeah. many confirmed sightings would you say you've had this wipe if you had to ballpark? Minimum five. And is that just guaranteed five cheaters? Just sus deaths or you saw them doing weird stuff or they like called um, you by name and you're like, I don't know that guy. What the fuck? I had somebody, I was on labs. Uh, I was doing duos with Lord and went to just go kill raiders and loaded in within five seconds I was killed. So I'm like, okay, well, I didn't even leave my spawn. So I think that that one was pretty obvious. He yeah. used um, ricochet hacks and just shot off a wall and killed us instantly. It was so frustrating. Um, I had another one on interchange where he was using wall hacks, guaranteed. Like, I mean, you can't be in the back of the store with five walls between you and get headshot from the nape when you're facing a different direction. That is, yeah, absolutely. So that one was pretty obvious. I've had been in other people's chats and seen it happen where they're like, they'll come into a stream and they'll be like, hey, I'm in this room. So 
it's like, okay, well, you literally just admitted to cheating in the stream. That was stupid, first off, because right. now we can at least report you. Um, but they won't kill you because they don't want you to report their name. Right, right. No, so they'll have somebody else kill you. <laughs> and it's... Uh, but it's it's hard because of the desync. And, and Axel just put a video up actually on Twitter that was a really good explanation of desync because... You never know if it's a cheater or if it's desync at this point. That they're they're equally as bad of an issue this wipe than I've ever seen. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing about the growing pains of a beta because I don't remember oh, yeah. desync being this big of an issue for the other two three wipes that I've played. Granted, I didn't play as heavily. Last wipe. Exactly, I don't. I can't recall it happening last wipe. Even though my internet connection is kind of poop sometimes, I, I can't recall it happening. But this one, I have like multiple experiences of that happening. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, a, yeah. I wonder what the, the hang up is. I wonder if this is them and their anti cheat trying to get the bugs out. Whatever it is. Yeah. Tarkov is like the weather in the Midwest. If you don't like it, just wait five minutes and it'll change. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, they're constantly doing stuff, so it's obviously it's hard, especially when you're trying to, you know, make content or you're in the middle of a fight and you really want to win the fight and then you die because you didn't see the person around the corner, but they saw you clearly on their side because you were in the middle of the room. Right. So So it's like Go ahead. No, that was it. <laughs> so with interchange that you brought up, so interchange, mm -hmm. a lot of people have issues with the lighting in interchange. Now, has that been a problem for you this way? Or is it one of those things where you, you put on NVGs, you don't run interchange a lot? Like, have you found a way around the lighting issues? I just, I just don't play the map. I don't like it. Like, I, I don't like customs, but I don't. I, I just don't play interchange unless I have to do quests because of the lighting. I think interchange, if they fix the lighting, if I mean, and I mean, I don't, I don't expect them to, you know, add spotlights or make it, you know, bright as the sun in there. But having some kind of light change would make that map the best map in the game. Because when you think about that map and how you have to push people and how you have to fight people and how many different ways you can go from Goshen to where you're getting shot at, for example, you can push three, four different ways. You can go in the basement. You can go in the garage. Oh, yeah. You can go on the top. Like There's so many different ways you could push, which is it's just so like labs in that aspect. much loot potential. So you can find lions. Loot. You can find GPUs. You can find Bitcoin. You find everything. Everything. Lead X's wonderful map for loot wonderful map for pvp the lighting makes it miserable so question for somebody who doesn't go there for the lighting would you be a fan of when someone turns on the power it turns on all the lights inside the mall and also yes. if killa is active on the map and alive over the you know the in the mall has that like you know mall in your like all malls have that thing where they play music and people can like talk oh, over that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be a fan of going in there and having like, you know, very quiet, like, but still playing mall music? And if Killa is alive and active, Killa talks on the intercom. That would be terrifying. He's already the scariest boss in the game. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, I, 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 we've talked, I've always talked about how if when the lights come on, it actually, you know, brings the lights on rather than whatever. It, it it does <laughs> like they flip the power it would bring it it would make it so much more fun it would make so, that map so much more enjoyable because i'm already squinting hard enough to even just see like you know 10 meters in front of me right so to add to that scary aspect imagine if there was like a yeah. spirit halloween type of store in that mall <laughs> and when somebody turns on the power 
when you go there, if you walk too close to those like animatronics, they'll like move and talk oh, like like hell <laughs> no. I could totally see somebody oh. sitting in there with a Jason Voorhees mask and like the taiga, and like nobody would notice because they think, oh, he's just one of like the mall mannequins. Oh there. no, <laughs> that's terrifying, dude. No, no, I, I would not be a fan because I'd be the one who would shit my pants because of it. There could be a fog machine in there that you can turn on. <laughs> it oh just fogged gosh. the whole bottom part. <sighs> That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. I mean, that'd be it great be for so dropping your buddy's loot. Be like, don't worry, man. I threw okay. your rifle on the ground and I turned on the fog machine. Nobody's finding that shit. No one's going in there. <laughs> Nobody wants to go in there because you could just have, you know, like a rogue in there that just comes around and bonks people on the head if you go in the room. And, and it just feels like the Kiba loot ha is not as good as it used to be, too. So I yeah. wish they would up the Kiba loot. They would make the lights like you turn on the power, you turn on everything. And then just add, like, an intercom kill. Like, how cool would that be to give Killa some unique voice lines? Like, you could be Russian, English, broken English, whatever you want. Just have no other intercom go, this is Killa and you're in my mall or some, like, bullshit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Everybody freezes in space, like, oh, God, is he talking to me? <laughs> or he's like, hey, I see you. And you're, everyone's like, oh, fuck, man, what am I going to do? That would be one of those changes I'd want. And I'd want Battlestate to say nothing and just have it yeah, scare everybody. Just like, I like when they do those kind of changes. It's very did, fun. <laughs> did you see the alternate art that came out a few months ago where somebody redesigned all the scab bosses as females? Oh, good lord. Like, how funny no. would that be is if Battlestate, like, just implemented that change for, like, one wipe, didn't tell and everybody's like, dude, what the fuck is this? <laughs> It would be very, I, I, very startling at first. I thought that was Tequila. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd, be, it'd be hilarious yeah anything i and the thing is like battlestate loves to troll us and nikita especially loves to troll people like i feel like that's his favorite thing to do so like when they troll us in the game i love it even if it if i die i don't care it's funny it's hilarious i love getting trolled like that so question what is your favorite battlestate troll that has happened so far oh my god what was it? Oh, um, man, I can't now. Of course, if you ask me, I can't think of it. <laughs> Mine's got to be when they made Pestily Therapist, <laughs> where they took his photo of him and they put it, they replaced it with Therapist of Pestily in a wig. <laughs> that was my I favorite. No, they did that. That's great. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. You should look it up. It's it's hilarious. He's he wears like this wig and he's got like a jacket and he. Because he used to cosplay his therapist when he would stream, apparently. That's amazing. Oh, I just looked the picture up. That's great. <laughs> it's like, how That's great amazing. would that be is if he reached out to, like, streamers in the community and, like, every single one of the trade bosses was just a streamer in a wig. Oh, my God. I would love that. That would be wonderful. Be like, why is King's Jaeger? <laughs> or some <laughs> random thing. Oh, man. He'd be funny as Jaeger. He would be. I, I could see him as Jaeger or mechanic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man, so Jeez, many, man. so many potential things with this game. It's just fun to go down yeah. the rabbit holes. So in the game, there's a lot of food. What food item oh, would you never eat in person? The if paid. <laughs> Even that if you paid, fast. I wouldn't do it. No, I would never do it. Have no. you seen the General Sam video where he actually buys these items and he eats them in real life? I I have a friend who did it. 
and oh, I was God. like, he's like, I've never, never been so sick in my life. I'm like, yeah, no, uh-uh. I've seen <laughs> pictures of what it looks like in person. I can only imagine what it smells like. Oh, I like would death. I would never eat it would, I, de- it would oh. ass. <laughs> no, I'm never, ever. You couldn't pay me enough. You couldn't. <laughs> so, like, uh. so we talked about... Like a funnier mission for Jaeger is like you know go to a certain spot, eat a mushroom, and then kill kill Bigfoot, <laughs> which would probably just be a scav, and that would like yeah. have, like a Halloween mask of Bigfoot or something. <laughs> would you be yeah. a fan of more tasks like that? Be like have a mechanic a mechanic quest where he like believes in ghosts and he gives you like a ghost reader and you have to go into like a cult room and see if you get a reading. Yeah, like just something funny like that to add a little bit more, especially with the cultists. I think the cultists are a cool aspect in the game, but I think it would be fun to like see kind of the character because you see the character and lore like of each person like as they say stuff about each other like you know oh yeah um skier definitely sells cocaine skier a 100 percent a hundred him and sanitar are cousins but do a side by side you'll see (laughs) but like it would be cool to have that because it would give a little more personality even if it's just one quest you know like yeah you gotta go in eat like you said a mushroom and then go fight a go fight god or become him basically therapist like, has you cool see the like personality add to the to the characters right therapist has you go find her like a thing of peeps be like it's my favorite candy and i can't find them anywhere it's some bullshit yeah it's just like what are you talking about you guys are so weird but here's your damn peeps like take them i hate it here like, i killed 10 men for this <laughs> you better enjoy them you enjoy these goddamn peeps <laughs> so like the new boss come. I mean, the new traitor slash potential cult boss. Yeah. I have I have an idea of where it could go. So how would you mm-hmm. be a fan of, in this raid, you can go and you can trade items with him to another player. Like, he's the middleman. Like, let's say I go with my friend okay. who can't find a gas analyzer in raid. I give it to Lightkeeper, and then my friend talks to Lightkeeper and receives it. But I have to pay Lightkeeper, okay. and he has to pay Lightkeeper because he's the middleman. You know, he takes money. So that non-found and raid item becomes a becomes a found and raid item for that person. That would be cool. That but would they be have cool to extract for, with um, it. Yeah, that definitely gives it the high risk, high reward, though. Like we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, because you that know people would, would camp really it. Cool. They'd be like, I know that guy's going in there with something good that he wants to be found and raid, so I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, it would definitely. It could be like a camper issue, but I think if you came up like if there was like a gate for the front door right and you had to pay to get in then you wouldn't get shot by the the guards right but the guards will shoot anybody who doesn't pay within like a 30 second time span so if you know you're going to come up there and you're going to try and camp it well the guards are going to start shooting you like you have to holster your weapon like, yeah you got to holster it you got to do something so you don't get shot second you take the gun out you're dead they have to like give you a voice prompt like holster your weapon now or like you're something like that yeah that would be cool. It would be neat because then even if somebody tried to camp it and, you know, you come out with your item and they try to shoot you, the guards are going to, sh- like, rotate onto your face so quick. <laughs> or they could be like, hey, put your weapon in a box. So everyone in there is mm-hmm. putting their weapon in the box and then somebody could kill the guards and take everybody's weapons that are in the box. True. True. Very <laughs> that that true. would make it fun, though. It'd be like high risk, high reward. It would. And I think a lot of people would enjoy it to the point where they would want it to, like, go well. Like, people would team up for that. And it'd be, it would be a good way... way, especially for RMT avoidance, too, because then oh, you have right. to spend money to do it. You can only do one item per raid. 
then you could still, you know, help each other out if you wanted to help each other out, but not have to worry too much about the RMT aspect of it. That would help eliminate it a bit. Because not being able to drop stuff for your buddies that you got in a previous raid. Oh, it sucks. Like, what happens if you have a friend who just can't get a labs card and you want to run labs with your friend? It's like, unless yeah. they're willing to pay an exorbitant amount of money or do a stupid trade, it's like you're kind of out of luck. Yeah, it's it it's irritating, but I also get why they're doing it too. Right. So it's like a... It's a double-ended sword, kind of. One bad apple ruins the bunch, unfortunately. Especially now with duplicating items. Like, you see this dude on here on the fleet. I won't say his name, but he's got, like, 40 red labs cards. But, like, there's no way yeah. you found those organically. There's no, no way to craft these. Them. How the hell did you get it's, this? It's, and that's, like, when I see somebody with that high of a rep on the fleet, I'm like, how is he not banned? Like, we all know that he's cheating. There's just no way to, like prove it i guess i don't know it's, um, that's irritating unless all that this does. guy does is scav and farm yeah, <laughs> unless that's all this farm. person does there's no way which i don't know anybody who hates themselves that much to do that because i got my red key card last wipe off of um shrek on nighttime shoreline so <laughs> and i had to run so many raids <laughs> to get that damn thing right right and that so, was rough <laughs> speaking of scabs how would you feel about when your scav when your scav rep is at a real high spot? If if every ten scavs you play, you get to come in as a raider, or every twenty, that'd be so cool. Or after twenty, you can be a cultist. Oh my god, I want to. I I've talked about this. I love that idea. I think it would be such a fun randomizer where you load in and it's just a question mark. You don't see your gear before you load in. You know, like when you're looking at your scav and your PMC, you see both kits on them. You shouldn't even see what you're loading in with. Right ever like, as a scav like you should be it should just be blank slate like with a question mark or it should be blurred out so when you load in you don't know if you're going to load in as a raider you don't know if you're going to be a scav you don't know if you're going to be a cultist your scav rep should probably have to be high enough to be a cultist though because people could be really trolly with that oh yeah but it would be so cool to be able to scav in on reserve as a raider in d2 could you imagine that it would be sick like how much fun would it be to fight players as a raider <laughs> like or it would give such a cool aspect to the game or imagine if the game, like, looked at what's going on in your inventory and be like, okay, this guy's got, like, 20,000 rules. He hasn't survived a raid, like, ever. <laughs> Give him a raider. Like, <laughs> <Ever>? help, <laughs> help him rebound. Like, that would be yeah. cool if the game could, like, reach back and be like, hey, man, you can use some help. Here's a raider. <laughs> yeah, that would be, it would be cool. Oh, So, getting back into the hideout. I have a fun idea that would I, I think people would get behind. Would you be a fan of like a hideout pet like a goldfish? That like your generator. If you don't feed it fish flakes when the counter gets to zero, instead of the generator turning off, your fish dies. So there's like <laughs> So you just gotta keep finding those fish flakes yeah. and they're like good for like four days. You know, make it good for like maybe even a week. So that way I, you're grinding yeah. to keep like, you know, your little goldfish guy alive. Man, you really do love the pain of Tarkov, don't you? <laughs> I do. I, I like games pain, that man. make me hate myself. Like Project Zomboid, Tarkov, you know, unforgiving, put your head through a wall kind of games. Yep. Mm -hmm. Some I people agree. play I games always... to unwind. <sighs> I play games to punish myself. <laughs> Basically, that's like we've all become masochists playing this damn game. So we're all terrible just, people. <laughs> I've accepted it at this point. We're all just like... We're all like we've got these dark souls and just you know we gotta we gotta suffer a little bit more in the game. I always thought having like a 
option to have one animal in the hideout would be really cool. It would probably bring a lot of, like, happiness to people. Like, if you got to pick, like, a dog, a cat, a fish, a bird, like, you know, whatever. They have a select certain animals you can pick. Right. You can custom name it, and it just hangs out in your, like, and it just hangs out in your hideout. You got to feed it and give it water and stuff like you said, but it would be cool to just, it doesn't even have to move around. It could be stationary that it just sits there and you can pet it. Imagine they brought you shit too. be like, oh, I have a crow that randomly brings me like, you know, silver chainlets or something like that. <laughs> you are rich, rich. <laughs> stonks. Such big stonks. Every time I get one of those things, I'm like, oh, it's going in my butt. I'm going to be rich as hell with this thing. So when it comes to the Bitcoin farm or the moonshine and water mm-hmm. collection, do you have, what camp are you in? Are you, do you avoid the Bitcoin farm completely because you don't find it to be profitable? Do you go all in on the moonshine or do you use both in conjunction with each other? Like what is your approach to those two farming mechanisms? I, so last swipe was the first time I got the Bitcoin farm. Um, I did not do enough scavs to make money on it. And I mean that in the, I didn't find enough fuel. So if I had found more fuel on my scavs, I think it would have been profitable. But this wipe, I am, because of how cheap it is to sell the uh, Bitcoins, it's the same amount to buy the uh, fuel to run that farm. So you don't really make any money with that. If you do it in conjunction with the um, the moonshine maker, you would make bank. I think moonshine's the way to go, though. Everybody always needs moonshine. You need it for the trades, so people are always going to be buying moonshine. Right. So you're always going to have money. But with Bitcoin, because it fluctuates so much, it's like I haven't, I'm not even going to bother with Bitcoin this way. If I'm only going to worry about the moonshine and the scab box. That's the thing I like about the Bitcoin, though, is because like every 24 hours, it's when it dies, and that's pretty much the size of a big, like the price of a big oil can or gas can. And then you know you'll you'll get these gas cans bubbling up, and then you just use those to make like you know grenade boxes. Then you sell those grenade mm-hmm. boxes on the fleet. You get like three hundred thousand plus for that. So it's just like a never-ending, self-sustaining hideout until you like walk away from the game for a weekend because you're sick, and then like your entire ecosystem is destroyed. Pretty much, pretty much. It's like if you're not continually doing it, you're like, oh crap! Now I gotta reset it and do it all again. It's like ah. Uh. It's just but like crap or insurance. Oh. It keeps you coming back. Yeah. Oh, man. So we've talked about a lot of Tarkov things under the sun. So I have to know from somebody who's played for three wipes, from somebody who's pretty damn accomplished in the streamer gaming world, because you're able to juggle both. Like, what is the hardest part about streaming Tarkov? Is it just the gameplay? Is it interacting with chat? Is it finding that balance of you know entertainment playing and reading like what is the hardest part about streaming this game for you probably just keeping it entertaining because there's when you have quests that are boring like shooter barn for example um if you just go in for shooter born and you're laying there you better be having a good 45 minute conversation with your chat or no one's going to want to sit there and watch you just stare at the screen i think it's i get very focused and when i get focused i get quiet so i've had to really learn how to just continually talk like never stop talk. I don't know how my voice hasn't been gone already, but like it's hard to kind of find that balance of obviously there's a ton of Tarkov streamers and they're phenomenal. Like there are so many people who make amazing content in this game. I watch them and I get ideas, but it's you gotta kind of keep it fresh for your chat. Or if you do something that they like a lot, like 
people for some reason think it's hilarious to go bop people with the toss. I have to do that regularly enough to keep people to keep coming back. In a tactical shark costume. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, apparently tactical shark. Usually the stuff that gets me like the most engagement is the stuff that like puts me in pain that I don't want to do. So (laughs) that's how I usually have to do it. But they like to pick on me. I'm also, I say dumb stuff. Like everybody just calls me sus. So I just (laughs) constantly talk my mind and I don't really think (laughs) when I speak and I say stuff in a very weird way. And they're like, yep, that's sus. You're weird. (laughs) So I think it's just really figuring out that balance of like, I don't really have an issue reading chat and they thankfully understand now like when I am in a fight I will get to chat in a minute like I'm not going to ignore you but if I'm in a fight I'm not looking at my chat absolutely so for somebody who has played the game is an experienced gear fear and experienced the high highs and the low lows what would be your best advice for somebody who's getting into the game who's afraid to run their best equipment because they don't want to lose it so pretty much they lose it by de facto because they never run it yeah um do it anyway and you can always make your money back no matter what you can always make your money back with scavs like easily like you can make a million a scav run on woods easily so you're always going to have money and get good at using shit stuff when i run my raids with a rat rig and a shotgun i do i I ran a taws last night on interchange three pmc kills never actually survive interchanging kills on that map get good at using the guns that nobody likes to use don't let anything be a meta like and don't beat yourself so much i think it gets we all get in our heads with gear fear like i had pretty bad gear fear really until this wipe so it's you can always make your money back don't worry about it and get good at using guns that no one likes to use if you're good at using a simple um no sight ak and you can wipe a lobby with it why do you need to go use a kitted out MDR? You're not going to get any kills with it because it's not what you like. Run what you like and run how you like to play the game. And the cool thing about running those guns is they're like boomerangs. They come right back through insurance. Yeah, nobody's going to take them. Like, you kidding me? Nobody takes my AK with an MRS sight, no suppressor, no grip, because they don't want it. It's right. too much space and too much weight to sell, but it comes back and then I can still go get my kills I need. One of my favorite things in the world is running the M4 right now because everybody hates the M4. So I always get it back. (laughs) Yep. You always get it back. But if you have fun doing it, who cares? I think a lot of people feel like they have to fit into some kind of group in Tarkov. Like, oh, I'm a labs main or, oh, I'm a this main. So I have to use this gear. Like, no, if you want to go run around on interchange with a KS-23, a rat rig and a boss cap, do it. If it's what's fun. Like, you just have to figure out. You have live, fun in the game. Live have your fun best. And live how you want to do it. Put on that pom pom. Put on that yeah. white three M armor. Fuck it. Right? Like, Send it. Who cares? Like, obviously, when you get later into the game, yeah, you're gonna have to wear better armor. That's it. But for the first two months, do what you want to do. It'll be easy. Do PV. Do offline raids. Find people who are willing to teach you. Like you, there are so many people in this game that will sherpa somebody so quickly. Like we even have a sherpa program. Like, there'll be somebody who will be willing to help and learn. You just have to really know the maps. Absolutely. And you have to, like, the, the really cool thing about the Tarkov community is everybody's super approachable. And yeah. everyone, for the most part, is super willing to help. Like, they have mm-hmm. discords. Like, Evasion is a great, like, is a great example. Because they have a discord that, and they have a whole section dedicated to Sherpa. And you just go in there, brand new into the game, just put in, like, hey, I need help. And... 10 people plus will hit you up. Mm-hmm. Like, how many exactly. other games There's would you very, see that? Not, 
you want to try Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex, anybody will just laugh at you. Uh, you can't build? Uh... Yeah, I can't believe you don't know how to build the Eiffel Tower in less than 30 seconds. That's ridiculous. I can't <laughs> believe that. <laughs> yeah, like, the community, I, and I think the community a lot of bad rep because there are those you know the bad eggs in any group there is but like the community itself is what really got me to play the game like i liked the game itself i didn't know if i'd ever want to stream it and i started streaming it and the amount of people that i could go to into their streams and learn so quickly and they would explain stuff like if i can go hop into stream and be like i had no idea you could do that and then they show me how they did it i'm gonna learn right there from that like there's so many good people in the community which brings me to my next question so the community's huge, so this might be a hard question, mm -hmm. but is there any content creator out there, whether it be in the Tarkov realm or outside the Tarkov realm, who you haven't worked with yet, with, be it for raids or content, who you would like to sometime in the future? If it wasn't Tarkov, Crusader. She is like the first female streamer I ever watched, and I still love watching her, and I think her content, she's just so authentically herself. Um, if it also wasn't outside the, um, if it was outside the Tarkov realm, it would also be Loverfella. He's a Minecraft server. I uh, dabbled in that for about seven months and I actually really enjoyed it. It's just the community wasn't what I wanted. Totally. And he is amazing. Um, I would love to work with either of them. As far as like Tarkov community goes, uh, it would be really fun to link up with Nixia. She would be really cool. To hang out I, we've talked before i've just never you know you get your moments where you're like i don't know if i can ask this person to play right. <laughs> kind of thing like you're way bigger than i am and i don't want to like you know but she's she's amazing and she does a lot for the community i would love to be able to play play some games with her and do some shenanigans absolutely that's a, that's a big name right there but that's the cool <laughs> thing is these people no matter how big they are they all seem so approachable too like they seem like yeah. they genuinely not only love the game but love the community yeah and she and she does so much like i mean she she founded the chatettes right like right. a full stream team of women tarkov streamers i have met so many women because of that and there's something in the works right now with that group that is gonna get announced probably in the next couple of weeks um and all it'll be happening all next month and oh. i'm really excited about it it's, it's, it's so she, she's done so much you know Oh, absolutely. And a, a, a huge encouragement, especially to female streamers. Like, there's a lot of great guys that stream. Don't get me wrong. I have made some phenomenal male streamers. But finding women in the industry that you can really connect with and really enjoy and they're just being authentic, it means a lot. And right. she does a lot for us. No, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Like you said, like, not always in the gaming scene is the female population greeted with a warm reception like in valorant for example yeah. if there's a girl on your team people immediately turn toxic in some cases in voip yeah. on tarkov like you said sometimes you'd voip and somebody would just kill you per possibly based off the fact that you are a woman it's just one of those things oh, yeah. where it's just these stupid weird hang-ups that you wouldn't think would exist yeah, gaming exists it's we had a i had somebody come i was playing Subnautica yesterday and it happened and i'm like Okay, bye. I'll just ban you. See ya. Like I don't have time to waste on your negativity kind of thing. It doesn't it doesn't bother me like it used to because I know they're never going to change and there's nothing I can do to ever change their mind that I'm an equal in this. Right. Well, that's the thing about these trolls is like a lot of it's projecting. Like I can't imagine they're just going into random streams just to like say something negative just to, just to do it. Like yeah. these are people that don't know you and you'll never know them. So it's like 
it's kind of a safe place for them to go in there, project, vent. Like, probably what they're saying is something that they feel about themselves. Like, you suck, or something like that. You know, they probably feel that about themselves. So it's just like, why why go to someone else's thing to offload your personal baggage to make you feel better for five minutes? Like, I've never understood that mentality. But unfortunately, that's just something that exists on Twitch and in gaming in general. Oh, no, 100%. And it's like... I, I feel sorry for them that they feel that they have to do that rather than learning how to heal from whatever is causing them to act that way towards another human being. Right. Because I very, very much live in the aspect of if you're doing something, as long as you're not hurting somebody or causing harm to anyone I love, do your thing. As long exactly. as you're not being like basically a piece of shit human, I don't care what you're doing. You think I'm going to come into your stream and be like, you're wearing the color orange. I hate orange. Screw you. You're terrible. Like... Why would I ever say that? That makes zero sense. That doesn't bring any happiness to anybody. It's like, like that you person be spreading positivity all the time, not trying to bring other people down. I'll right. just, I can't. It's the same thing like with when bullies in high school, you know, like oh, yeah. how they just for no reason would treat you like a, a piece of trash when you're like just existing. It's just I'll never. I can't. You just can't let it like. It gets to you. It will. There's always going to be a time where it oh, just yeah. it hits that limit and it gets to you. It gets to me sometimes still, but. You have to remember, they're a human being. They're going through something. It's you just got to kind of move on, unfortunately, and hopefully it will get better. Exactly. So that's a, that's the, actually probably the healthiest approach that you just described. Is like don't take it personal. Just let it roll off your back because what they're saying is probably not even about you. It's probably not no. even geared towards you. They're probably just projecting something onto you. Like maybe they've got stuff going on in their life. Most of the time they do, and I feel bad for them. And I've had people actually. I had somebody recently. They called me the c word. <laughs> over VoIP because I was shooting him and he heard me VoIPing and then he came into my chat and he apologized and he's like I'm gonna do better I'm really sorry about that I shouldn't have I shouldn't have said that to you and is he he from England (laughs) no he was he was American (laughs) if he was from England whatever I kind of would have understood it a little bit more because I know that's pretty normal over there to say that but not over here it's bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. you don't call me that I'm gonna slap you real quick 100% so Great advice. One of those things for new people. Don't worry about that. Gear fear. Just do it. Whatever. Just run it. It's, you're going to lose it anyway. Your gear yeah. belongs to somebody who's <laughs> dead. Soon you'll be dead. So fuck it. Yeah. Everybody's going to die in this game. Once you accept that you are going to die a lot, you're going to have so much more fun in the game. So we've covered so much. And I could seriously be on this call for an hour or more. But, you know, podcast, we try to keep <laughs> it between an hour, hour and a half. So now is your time. The floor is completely yours to say whatever it is you would like to say. Thank whoever you'd like to thank, whether it be mods, gamers, sponsors, what have you. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, obviously, thank you to the the mods. I mean, they put up with my shit on a daily basis, and I constantly am trying to like wreck their lives and make them a little uh, <laughs> a little bit more hell for them, like they do to me. So it's an equal equal. But I couldn't do anything without them. Um, but for streamers, just kind of anybody listening to this, don't forget to focus on making people happy. Don't forget like to focus on what the 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 goal is when you're when you're streaming. Don't let the money overcloud the real reason for streaming. At least for me, it's always been just if I can make one person smile, that's what matters. So don't forget to the the people watching you are the people who got you to your to where you're at today, and they're going to continue to carry you. So don't forget about your community, and don't forget to just be yourself, kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. My community is amazing. I love all of them. They have been nothing but phenomenal. And the support recently and the growth since starting with Tarkov has been insane. 
so I can't thank any of them enough. And uh, obviously, uh, last but never, never least, uh, my husband, he he definitely deals with a lot of my shit all the time and me screaming really weird things in this room. And he opens the door massively like, what is wrong with you? And I'm wearing a banana suit yelling at a computer game. <laughs> so, and he encourages me when I want to give up. He he's constantly pushing me farther. So I, I I would not be anywhere without without him, especially. So, but the Tarkov community is amazing, and I hope that it continues to do good, and that people just keep counteracting that negativity. Well said. And where can people find you? What social media platforms are you active on? Where do you stream? Give the people um, that info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I stream on Twitch five days a week, sometimes six days a week. My off days are Sundays and Wednesdays. Start around six or seven o'clock Eastern on all the other days. And I try to do EU friendly streams Saturday mornings, try to get on by like 839. Nice. Does it happen? Not always. <laughs> um, but I'm on YouTube with my, all, all my socials are the same name. Um, on Twitter and on YouTube, it's uh, underscore or mellybelly underscore TV. I'm um, on Instagram. Um, on TikTok, I upload at least one video every day. And on YouTube, I upload three videos a day, usually Monday, Thursday, Saturdays. So those are highlights or uh, other events done. Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to put all the links for those descriptions. I mean, sorry, we're going to put all the links to those in the descriptions. <laughs> Got a little tongue tied there. Other than that, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for coming on the podcast on your day off i know it's a hard sell to be like hey do you want to talk to a complete stranger about a video game no, over no, discord i love it i love getting to talk about the game i love getting to talk about the community thank you for having me i love doing this kind of stuff this is like i, I this is probably my favorite thing to do is to get to talk about the game and talk about the amazing people and the community itself nice well if you ever want to return to castle comms for a follow-up you're always welcome back I'm always looking for people. So if you know anybody out there in your personal gaming circle or another gaming circle that'd be interested in a podcast interview, send them my way. I'm always looking for you. people. I got you. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been episode 50. Who the fuck knows? I'm the 8-Bit Nobody. Please, everybody, go outside and touch and or smoke some grass. And we'll catch you next time on The Castle.